What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, the NFL regular season has come to its conclusion. There were some dud games, some stud games, some fucking roller coaster games. <laughs> Alex knows what I'm talking about. Um, so with all that being said, another great year of NFL football, depending on how you look at it. Uh, the fact that we got to enjoy it usually makes it, um, usually makes it great, but boys, we've come to the end and now the, the serious, uh, football games will start to commence before we get into all that this week's show, we're going to go ahead and preview what's upcoming. We're going to review what happened in the NFL and college football, but we started off every night like we do with our drink of the night brought to you by our buddies at string sports brewery, the deep family over there in historic Springfield. If you haven't been to the brewery restaurant, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go down there, tell them that you heard it uh, on pound the pigskin. So tonight um, after having plenty of Miller lights and whiskeys during the chargers game, um, I have a uh, we have Bud Light Retro Seltzer Blue Raspberry, which is left over from the Jaguars tailgate. Uh, so that's what I've got. Bud Light Retro Seltzer Blue Raspberry. It tastes like a Sour Patch Kid. That sounds really good. Yeah, dude. Terrible. Only problem with them is, though, is that for the 12 pack, it's like, you know, 16, 18 bucks, you know, way too expensive. That's the average. Yeah, I guess you're right. But anyway, that's what I got. What's our double OH doing? Probably doing more double OH Heinekens. Sticking consistent. <laughs> there you go. All right. So our double A with his double zero Heinies. Yep. All right. Well, I decided that since I was right, I was going to take it back to when I drink for that prediction. And I've got me a nice tequila sunrise with some Termana tequila. There you go. Tequila sunrise. Alex was correct about his prediction of the Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship. They took down Alabama in the rematch 33 to 18. It was a field goal battle uh, for the first really almost three quarters until Alabama scored the first touchdown of the game and took a lead. Georgia answered back. Alabama back and forth. Georgia in the fourth quarter, though, really started to dominate. Um, I'll be honest, watching the game, Alabama was going to lose. Their game was over as soon as Jamison Williams went down with that ACL uh, injury. Unfortunately, there just wasn't enough explosive players on Alabama's offense to compete with how dominant Georgia's defense was. Like I said, Alex called it in the beginning of the year when we previewed college football. Georgia did um, come through their first national championship and. 41 years so bulldogs fans probably everywhere were just crying tears of joy um i'm sure they're gonna enjoy it for a while it pains us gators but it is what it is they've got one in 41 you know we've got three in the last you know 14 so not you know whatever it is anyway good call by alex college football season is over with it is um the frantic period of recruiting before that February National Signing Day round two. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes up to up to date on uh, what's going on in recruiting, especially with the the Canes, the Gators, the Knolls, and the Bulldogs here in the in the area. But with that being said, the ridiculous craziness that is the college football season is officially over with, which means that all football eyes now turn to the big boy league that is known as the National Football League. Sometimes we call it the uh, the no fun league, um, but it is it is time for NFL playoff football. We will go ahead and preview some of that. But first, let's recap what happened in the week of uh, 18 football games. It started out with that Saturday doubleheader Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs win in a, a tight battle, 28 24. Uh, the Chiefs were playing for potentially the number one seed. Cowboys and Eagles in the second half of that game. Both of those teams were pretty much 
locked into their seeds. The Cowboys could have gotten up to the two seed, um, but neither team really played. I mean, the Cowboys played their guys to, to secure the victory. The Eagles did not. They were locked in. Sunday, Battle of Ohio, Browns, Bengals. Nobody played there. Browns win 21-16. Um, Bengals were already pretty much locked into their three seed. Packers and Lions, the fighting MCDCs, they played tough. The Packers, even with Rodgers for the first uh, half, you know, were in a battle with the Lions. So kudos to the Lions. They win the game. They go 3-13-1. You know, when we get to our predictions, seeing as we don't predict ties, um, if you had the Lions going 3-14, that counted as a correct prediction. Bears and Vikings, uh, two teams that now no longer have head coaches. Uh, Vikings win 31-17. We did say that the Vikings were going to play hard for Zimmer because we all had a feeling that Zimmer was going to get fired, which Alex did correctly predict. He went five out of six on his coach firings. Washington 22, the Giants 7. The Giants no longer have a football coach. Alex wasn't sure, but he – had a gut feeling that Judge was going to be gone. Judge is gone. Colts, Jaguars, I was at this game. Nobody expected this outcome. Um, Duval County has been nicknamed Clown Town, um, but it did not matter. Um, the Jaguars won 26-11. to 11. Carl Wentz um, showed that he's not a good quarterback um, and cannot win important games. There was absolutely no reason for the Colts to come into Jacksonville in a game they had to have to get into the playoffs and lay the egg that they did. It's an embarrassing loss. Steelers-Ravens in overtime. Um, Steelers had to have it. Ravens had a, a very outside chance of a uh, playoff miracle. Steelers had to have it to keep their hopes alive. Turns out that with the way the rest of the games unfolded, the Steelers got in. Tomlin finishes the year 9-7-1. and Still has not had a losing season. Best coaching job maybe he's ever done. Titans hold on and beat the Texans 28-25 to clinch the number one seed in the AFC. Saints-Falcons. Saints needed the win to keep their playoff chances afloat. They win 30-20. to They end up don't making the playoffs because of some of the later results. Jets and Bills, this was a game where the Bills won. They clinched the East Division. They did win 27-10. to 10. Uh, They pulled away in the fourth quarter. Rams, Niners, overtime, this game went down to the wire. Rams were up 17 uh, points. McVay was 43-0 when leading at halftime. 49ers come back furiously in the second half and then force overtime and win it 27-24 which they had to have in order to clinch a playoff spot. Rams still win the division, though, because the Cardinals lost. The Seahawks got the job done 38-30. to Patriots needed to win and hope for the Bills to lose in order to win the division. Dolphins win the game 33-24. Mac Jones throws a pick six. Dolphins hold on to win. Patriots still a playoff team. They'll be playing in the wild card round. Panthers and Bucks. Bucks were already locked up. Um, Bill, uh, 41-17, Brady, three touchdowns. Uh, a great year for Tom. Terrific. Sunday Night Football was a playoff game, basically. Chargers-Raiders. Uh, Raiders win 35-32 in overtime in a game where both teams could have tied and both made, and both made the playoffs. And for a second there, it looked like they might actually tie, which would have been the unthinkable, and would have kept the Steelers out of the playoffs, but it did not go down that way. So the way that it shakes out, we've got ourselves our playoff matchups. Now, before we get into previewing all of those, we have to get into what all of the fans are probably waiting for, and that is who the heck won the picks in Week 18 to not come in last place. And now, as we mentioned on the show last week, Matt and Alex were dead tied after 17 weeks of picking games, both at 152 and 103. They had three games that they differed on in the picks in week 18. And in the group message, we learned that the Vikings were one of the early games against the Bears. 
The Vikings won that game. Matt had the Vikings. So we knew going into the afternoon games that Alex had to have both the Seahawks and the Niners. Well, sure as shit, Alex got the Seahawks. (laughs) And that led us to a winner-take-all to stay out of the cellar 49ers-Rams game. And, of course, that game went to overtime. And the 49ers pulled it out, which gave Matt the win. So Matt finishes the year one game ahead of Alex in the picks. Matt at 162 and 109. Alex at 161 and 110. Uh, For the week, this is what it looked like. Uh, I went 11 and 5, finishing the season at 185 and 86. So back-to-back pick season champ. Um, my dad went six and 10, but still finished at 170 and 101. So he did get into the triple digits in losses. And then Matt went 10 and six and Alex went nine and seven. Uh, Matt finished 162 and 109 and Alex 161 and 110. Although he picked all of his games before the preseason even started. Um, so Alex got his, uh, predict the pick prize of football card collection, uh, my prize will be unknown and undetermined. Now, the team predictions. This was a furious finish in terms of how this came down to the wire. We're going to start with Alex. And we're going to break down all of his team predictions. Okay. So, in the AFC, we'll start there. Alex, I'll, uh, I'll let you guess and see if you know, but you got two teams' records exactly correct in the AFC. Do you know which two? The AFC? In the AFC. Well, the Patriots? No. Chiefs and Chargers? No. Your correct predictions, you had the Colts at 9-8. and eight. That was correct. <laughs> and you had the Titans at 12-5. and five. That was also correct. Boom. <laughs> you did not have any correct on the, on the head predictions of records in the nfc you did however in the nfc have one correct prediction of seeding you had the tampa bay bucks as the two seed, so you got that correct in the afc you had the chiefs as the two seed you had that correct and you had the patriots as the six seed so that was also correct as far as division winners you correctly predicted the bills the titans the chiefs in the afc the Bucks and the Packers in the NFC. And then for your correct wild card prediction, you correctly predicted the Patriots as a wild card. So with all of your correct predictions, it tallied up to a total score of 18 points. You had six points for correct team records. You had another six points for correct team seeding. And then you had another two, four, six points for the correct division or wild card winner. So that was Alex's predictions. Matt, you gave me a run for my money. I'll let you know this. You and I were separated. I finished with 31 and you finished with 30. Yeah. So here's, here's Matt's breakdowns from his predictions. Matt actually predicted correctly the most team, um, the the most teams in terms of their correct exact record. That's Matt, tough. do you know? I'll let you guess. You did. You had three correct picks in the AFC, and you had four correct picks in the NFC. So, I'll let you guess. What were the three AFC teams that you think you picked right? Three AFC. Yes. I think I had the Bills. You did not have the Bills. You did, did have – you had two in that division, though. All right. Well, that would mean that I had the – I had to have had the Dolphins. Nope. All you right. had the Jets. Jets and the Patriots. Then. You did. You had the Jets and the Patriots in the East, and you had the Colts in the South. And then in the NFC, you had four correct team predictions. You want to guess those teams. Oof. Two in the South and two in the West. All right, so that means I probably had Cardinals, Niners. I probably had Cardinals. You did not have the Cardinals. So that would be Rams. You did have the Rams. And I probably then had the 
Seahawks. You did. You had the Rams and the Seahawks as correct in the NFC West. And then in the South, you had the Saints and the Bucks correct. So okay. that would have been it. You had seven total teams That's um, correct, which was 21 total points just in your correct team predictions. You had um, only one t- uh, seed correct. You had the Arizona Cardinals as the five seed in the NFC as a correct prediction. You did have five division winners correctly predicted. You had the Bills right. You had the Titans right in the AFC. You had the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams all correct in the NFC. And then you had two correct wild card winners where you had the Patriots in the AFC and the Cardinals in the NFC. And so your total points with all of that was 30. Like I said, it was uh, it was you and me. I had 31. The only difference was that I had basically one more. Um, so I had only one correct team prediction in the AFC, and that was the Colts at nine and eight. Which they did we all have the Colts? I only had the Colts right in the AFC. For did we all had the Colts. We did all have the Colts at nine and eight. That's crazy. <laughs> So the, we all know we all know that team, right. um, and then in the South, I in the NFC, I had five right in the NFC. I had the oh, wow. Panthers at five and twelve, um, and then I correctly predicted the entire NFC North division: That's Lions, insane. Packers, Vikings, and Bears. Jesus. Um, so I <laughs> guess I know. I guess I know the NFC North. I don't know how. Uh, in terms of the seeding, I didn't have any seeds correctly predicted in the AFC. But I did have three correctly predicted in the NFC. I had the Packers as the one seed, Bucks as the two seed, and the 49ers as the six seed. I had uh, six out of the eight division winners correctly predicted. I had the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams. And then uh, I only had one correct wild card, believe it or not, and that was the 49ers. All the rest of my wild card teams absolutely choked. So, um, Team team predictions, uh, pretty wild. Uh, all of us had different things that were absolutely correct. As Matt pointed out, all three of us had the Colts absolutely correct. Um, we all had the Bills as the AFC East division winner. We also all had the Titans as the AFC South division winner. Um, we did not all have. The uh, the North Division winner is the Bengals. Actually, none of us did. Uh, we did not all have the AFC West Division winners because uh, uh, Matt actually had the Chargers. Alex and I had the Chiefs. Now, for the NFC, I had the Rams. Matt had the Rams. Um, and Alex had the Rams. So we all had the Rams winning that division. We all had the Bucks winning the South. We all had the Packers winning the North. And then we all had the fucking Washington shitwater winning the NFC East. So if the three of us Stooges would have parlayed the division winners that we all had correctly together, we would have had the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, that's three, the Bills, and the Titans, that's five total. That five-team parlay, we would have done it before week one of the regular season. A $20 bet would have paid a little bit over $3,300. So we missed that boat, gentlemen, but you uh, win some. Always movies. next year. I want to know, know what a $20 bet would have, would have paid before week one of college football for the Gator, for the, for the Bulldogs. Uh, I don't know, because they were one of the – they were wanting the betting – Favorite. So probably, you know, probably yeah. like plus 200, plus 350, something like that. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, that's where our that's where our predictions landed. Um, so a tight race, like I said, once again. Um, but we all uh, we all had different different predictions that landed correctly. And then we had some similarities that landed correctly as well. Now. As far as the regular season awards we we move on to handing out some hardware and we're going to start 
with the rookies. So, who is your NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year for the 2021 season? <coughs> is it the guy that the Giants had available to draft? Um, no, I don't think it's Micah Parsons. You don't think it's Micah Parsons? No. Okay. That's who I have, but okay. Who Who is your defensive rookie of the year then? Because I, I also am with Matt. I also have Parsons. I have Parsons. There's no two ways about it. Dude's a beast. As much as I hate doing that whole, oh, well, the Giants could have had him and should have had him. It is what it is, but yeah. Parsons. Uh, I just don't. I get that he would be considered, or you know, and we got he's a rookie, so maybe give him defensive rookie of the year. That's what we're talking about. Oh, I thought you said defensive player of the year. No, just defensive rookie Dude. of the year. Oh, rookie. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, then yeah, I would give it. To you. <laughs> I was okay. gonna say, I'm like, I was really intrigued to hear. Who I was, well, I was wanting to know who you were going to make a case for, to be <laughs> honest. But all right, so then we're all chalk on the defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. I. I would imagine maybe we're all going to be chalk on the offensive rookie of the year. Who do you guys got? Jamar Chase. Okay, Matt, who do you got? Man, I really want to not pick a wide receiver. It's yeah. got to be Jamar Chase or, or friggin' uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, those are the only – Well, Taylor's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Right? Oh, that's like, – yeah, so, yeah, it's got to be, yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah. I mean, you could go with Waddle because he broke the rookie catch record. Yeah, I like Jamar Chase, but yeah. I just I really don't like giving it to a receiver. I hate to be that guy because I just I'm in I'm not the receiver. I'm with you. I mean, I'll be honest. I, listen, Jamar Chase to me is the is the hands down no brainer as Mac- well. Waddle is a Waddle is a stud, but I mean the Mac Jones. other other rookie offensive players that I mean they were there were some that were decent, but there was nobody that was Jamar Chase level. You know, Najee Harris was pretty good for the Steelers. Yeah. You know, Mac Jones had his ups and downs, but for the most part had a good rookie year as a QB. Did get his team to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so he got his team to the playoffs. But, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, the Bengals don't win some of the games without that dude. Yeah, but I'm going to be the asshole. It always goes to the quarterback first. Well, yeah, but, I mean, so, Damn. you know, that 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 brings that will bring us to some of our questions. But we've all got Parsons. We've all got Chase as our rookies. I don't know. I might change. I might change to Mac Jones to try to ride that bandwagon. I, you I, could. You could. It's your it's your hardware to give out. I want to say you say that, yeah, it goes to the quarterback. But there are a, quite a few interviews where okay, they're about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow literally goes off and says, I don't know. I didn't know if he was there, but I said fuck it and threw the ball because I figured he'd be there. A lot of that was Jamar. My opinion on it, but a lot of that was Jamar Chase. Here we go. Well, listen, you're, you, know, like I'm said, always you don't have to give Chase the the award. It's your award to give. I'm going with Chase. I'm with I'm with Alex. The the dude. I mean, the dude was a beast. I just, I'm not, I, dude, I am. You just don't like wide receivers because you know that you don't have to have them to win Super Bowls. Exactly. I just hate wide receivers. I mean, it's okay. It's your own personal bias. It's not a big I deal. I really do. Um, no, I, you know what? Screw it. I, I like the kid, I, and I do like the setup he has. I'm going to stick with it. I'm making a much bigger deal out of it than I need to. Hey, uh, All right. Well, well, Matt Jones, actually, I think, ended up having a really good year, and he would have, he, if, we didn't have a Jamar Chase. He would have benefited from a pretty weak rookie offensive class, and he probably would have gotten it. Because I don't, I don't know. I think the NFL is going to probably award Chase that. They might. They they certainly might. Now these next three categories, I don't expect the three of us to no. agree with. I know last year, at least for the defensive player of the year, we all had somebody different. But we're going to start with that category. We're going to go defensive player of the year. Who do you have as the defensive player of the year in the NFL? Now, last year, if I'll remind the audience, Matt had Xavier Howard, Alex had Aaron Donald, and I had TJ Watt. Yeah. What are we? Where are we going this year, boys? I, I'm I'm sitting at TJ Watt at the end of the season. I know I said Aaron Donald to begin it as my prediction. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're going to match the record for sacks in a season. Yep. I mean, come on. 
And he played he only he played 15 games. People were saying, "Oh, he had an extra game." He actually had a game less. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and he forced five fumbles. He it, it's ridiculous, man. Like that's that's absolutely insane for for a stat line for for a player. Um, I, I gotta give it to him. I, it's all right. He he's not just a pass rusher, man. Like it, it's insane. All right, Matt. Where where are you going? Are you siding with Alex, or you got another another one in mind? He likes Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, as much as I hate to fucking give credit, <laughs> fuck. I mean, I dude, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it's your it's your uh, no, I'm, like I said, uh, it's your award to give. I mean, eleven inter eleven interceptions, two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I think my the only reason why I would probably ever lean this way because I will also be the asshole that I will always want to give it to a defensive you know, down lineman before I do a corner or a safety. Sure. Because I'm that guy. Because um, I think corners are as disposable as D for wide receivers. Um, 11 interceptions is, is freaking absolutely insane. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, we throw the ball a lot in the NFL these days, but it is still hard-pressed to find guys getting 11 picks. Um, does, the, does, the, does the stat that he also had the most – passing yardage allowed against does that deter you or you don't care about him just about him giving up garbage time yards um honestly i did not know that and uh i'm going tj what because quite frankly i'm sorry yeah 11 picks is great but you can't give up that many yards fuck that then okay all right i'm i mean i'm with alex i'm i'm with i'm tj watt you know tying the record in 15 games with five forced fumbles um, and the other thing that you notice is the difference between the Steelers' defense when Watt is playing versus when Watt isn't playing. That's what I was going to say. The it's Cowboys, the I'll be honest with you, are are a better defense, or, or they're a worse defense if they don't have Micah Parsons than if they don't have Trevon Diggs. Yeah, I agree with that too. <laughs> so, all right, so we're all actually on TJ Watt, which – uh, I'm kind of surprised by, but then again, I mean, he just had an unbelievable freaking season. I mean, um, Bosa is the only other guy we'd ever argue, and he didn't have the year. And then same with Miles Garrett; he just didn't have the same year. Which were those yeah, are- Joey didn't have the sacks, but Joey forced nine fumbles. That's ridiculous, actually. Yeah, which is it is insane. But um, how about we go uh, offensive player of the year? I think we're gonna. I think we might all differ on who the offensive player of the year is in the NFL. What do you guys got? I'm sorry. Hell no. If anybody picks anybody other than Cooper Cup, you've lost. <laughs> I knew I knew Alex was going to go Cooper Cup. I knew he was. Offensive player of the year is Cooper Cup. I mean, I got to give it to Matty Stafford. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would drive there. And All play. right. So Alex has got <laughs> Alex has got Cooper Cup, which I mean, let's face it, an excellent. An excellent season. You cannot take that away from him. When the Rams absolutely had to have a touchdown late in that game, they got it. He finished the year 145 catches, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns. Granted, one extra game than Calvin Johnson, and he still didn't break Calvin's record. I get it, blah, blah, blah. But great, great season nonetheless for Cooper Cup. He wins the Triple Crown, leading the NFL in catches, yards, and receiving touchdowns. So Alex has got Cooper Cup. Matt, who do you got? I'd love to disagree with Alex, but it's really hard to pass up a triple crown winner. Um, okay. That's just really hard to do. He's like the third or fourth player to ever do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, as much as I am an asshole about receivers, and, like, I do think they're a dime a dozen, and I still, still stand by that, when you do have one of the legit, you know, top five elite, I mean, shit, dude, the guys that are playing at the elite level now are guys that are cementing themselves that are outside of just in this era, too. Like, I mean, Cooper Cup put up a year, and he could end up having – end up putting up a really solid career. Um, it's impressive. I, w- I mean, we – You guys both going Cooper Cup over Jonathan Taylor with his 1,800 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. It's hard for me because I normally always will go rusher over receiver. Mm-hmm. It's the triple crown thing um, that gets me. If he had just the receiving yards or something, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Because, I mean, I wouldn't have given it to, like, you know, Julio Jones when he did it. Sure. Um, it's the triple crown thing. Like, that is yep. – that. that's just – that's impressive. That That is – Hey, fair enough. Taylor was over, 
over 2,000 total scrimmage yards and 19 touchdowns, but Eckler had more touchdown, more total touchdowns than Taylor, which is why I don't go for uh, Taylor as my offensive player of the year, although he had a phenomenal year. You guys might think I'm crazy with my pick, and Cooper Cup is an excellent choice, um, and I actually think he's going to win the award. But I'm picking this guy as my offensive player of the year because I'm not taking him as my MVP, which, which is very, very odd. But I'm going with the freaking GOAT, Tom Brady, who's 44 fucking years old, and he led the NFL in passing yards and passing touchdowns, 5,300 yards, 43 freaking touchdowns. I'm going with the dude who no way – should be putting up video game numbers like he did when there's all these other, you know, so-called stud QBs around the league. You still let the GOAT sling it all over the lot. I'm going with Tom Brady as my offensive player of the year. Cooper Cup's probably going to win it, and I'll be quite all right. But I'm, I'm giving it to TB12. I mean, you know, the GOAT did GOAT things. I mean – but I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing what he did. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna stand with you though, Alex. Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things. There you go. We've been talking about Cooper Cup for like since he was. Well, Alex's been talking about weeks. him all year because he had him on his fantasy team. I drove, oh, but even still, <laughs> actually, I don't know. We've all been, I think, like Cooper Cup fans from like the jump. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good player. You want to know why we like him? I mean, he's a freaking first he's- of all. He's a white wide receiver who comes from Eastern Washington. Okay, <laughs> he's a dude that came out of freaking nowhere, third round pick. I just, dude, he's just a tough dude. Yeah, you know, he's from the great, he's from the great Northwest. He's from Yakima, Washington. Nobody besides Alex knows where the fuck that is. Yeah. So I've been. <laughs> there you go. Now it's Yakima, by the way. Well, Yakima, Yakima, oh, you oh. know. MVP boys, who do you guys got? Uh, well, I mean, you stole the thunder with your big, glorious speech of the GOAT. I was leaning towards Aaron Rodgers just because, I mean, the guy had a freaking ridiculous performance this year. Sure. But I, I'm sorry. I, when I look at Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, it's it's hard because they're both going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But just what Tom Brady did this year yeah, is absolutely ridiculous, especially with all the injuries and having to put things together on the fly like that. Um, I, I got to give it to him. I, I think, I don't know if he'll get it, but I, I'm, I'm voting for him. All right. So you've got Brady to win an MVP. Matt, where are you going? <sighs> He's got Rogers. <laughs> is it a, is it a quarterback award? I mean, Matt, if you want, I'll, I'll help you out. I'm picking, I'm picking Rogers to win the MVP just because, 37 touchdowns to only four interceptions yeah. and the Packers are not the number one seed in the NFC. If anybody else is playing quarterback for them, that's my only reason I'll keep it short. He, he, that's, that's why he's his big side. Cause you know, that's the one quarterback he hates more than any other. And the- <laughs> Matt's had a, an up and down relationship with Rogers since he's been on the McAfee show like- every Tuesday, but he still thinks he's a, a hippie prick. So, you know, Matt's got a, He's got a lot of inner demons. I like I like I like a lot of things Aaron Rodgers does, and then there's a lot of things he does. I'm like, wow, why? Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, with you. It pisses me off so much. This would be Rodgers' fourth MVP if he wins it. See, that's what I fucking like. Hate it's like honestly, it's like fuck that guy. Hey, I'm like our new GM and head coach recruiter to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I as much as it, I don't. Brady, Brady, it would also be Brady's fourth if he won it. The one thing that, when I was looking at like stats, it the touchdown to pick is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, only four interceptions. I mean, granted, he played he played only fifteen games. You know, two less than Brady. I mean, okay, but even still, like regular season, sixteen four games. Now that we play, I mean, that's still. What did Brady have? Brady, I mean, Brady had 12 interceptions, so he threw eight more. I know, but think about that. I know, eight more and two more games. I know. Like. That's that's in the air. That doesn't count on the ground, dude. Well, you don't throw interceptions on the ground. No, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. 
What? Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'll see if I'm right. We'll see if we're right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Rogers. All right. So that's hard for me to get past the touchdown thing because that's something that I'll always bitch about with like the best quarterbacks. It's like I'll always call it out if they've got uh, picks. Yeah. Um. No, well, I mean, listen. The all the guys that we've chosen to give out hardware to. I mean, I think you Brady, could all you can make an argument for for all of them to be deserving. Opinion. Because if Rogers gets a fourth, it's just going to be the Rogers show forever. <laughs> and, but, dude, I mean, well, honestly, though, think about those two seasons. Yeah. Those are two guys that are north of 35. Yeah, and the they best two in the league. Put up absolutely just stupid. Yeah. Consistent football. Well, let's uh, we'll finish up our our wrap up with just some some team leading statistics. I'm going to ask you guys, and I'll give you the answer, but I'll let you guess first just for the the fun of it. Who was the number one scoring offense in the league this year, points per game? Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah, I know. It pains you to say it, don't it? Well, did you – I mean, you sent Dak's numbers, which, like, if you thought about it, once I thought, I'm like, wow, unfortunately, that guy – Yeah, 31.2 points per game the Cowboys averaged on offense, which was first in the NFL – Dead last was the Jaguars at 14.9 points per game. Uh, the Graham DAL. So uh, the Cowboys uh, pretty much two more touchdowns. Giants. How What's did that? score less than the Giants? How? Yeah. Well, the Giants were 31st at 15.2. Yeah, but still, that's a difference. I know. It is a difference. Like, how? I don't know. I'm just telling you what it is. Telling you what it is. Uh, so yes, Giants fans, thirty first. Sorry to hear. Woo! Sorry to say it. Uh, Chargers fans, uh, you finished fifth at twenty eight point two, but it doesn't fucking matter uh, because you were thirty first in the league on defense in terms of points per game. Uh, so yeah, you got that. You got that uh, to figure out there, Staley, who's it supposed to be some some defensive uh, genius. The Chargers were thirty first in the league in points allowed per game. Uh, no one Jags. What's that? Who is worse, the Jags? Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm pulling up right now for uh for team defense. I don't think the Jags were the worst to be to be honest. I'm gonna pull it up. Things maybe. Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it right here. I got team defense pulled up. Um, we'll go to scoring, and before we get to rushing and passing, um, like I said, Chargers were. 31st in the league. The or no, the Chargers were 29th at 27 points a game. The Jets were the worst defense in the league, 29.6. The Lions were 31st, 27.5. Chargers fans, you were 29th at 27. Giants fans, you guys were 23rd at 24.5. Top scoring defense in the league. You boys want to take a guess? Defense that gave defense. up those points. Points per game. Um, best the, points per game defense in the league. Best? I'll give I'm, you a hint. They're a playoff team. I'm going to take a weird shot at this one. Yep. Because I feel like they finished the year pretty well. Yep. The Packers? Uh, no, nope, not Packers. Packers actually finished middle of the pack, 14th at really? 21.8. I guess this I'm, is a playoff team, though. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Patriots for second. At 17.8. It's actually their division winners, the Bills, at 17 points really? per game. Uh, so, Bills with the best points per game, scoring defense in the league. The uh, best rushing defense in the league. Um, this one was actually very, very close. Uh, do you boys want to guess at the best rushing defense in the league? Bucks. Uh, Bucks were, but they, are, they finished third. Uh, um, um, believe it or not, this team is not a playoff team. Of course. <laughs> You'd probably be surprised by it, honestly. I would have guessed the Bucks as well, Alex. Lions? Uh, no, definitely not the Lions. Uh, <laughs> Chargers are uh, the worst team, by the way, was the Steelers, 146.1 yards per game. Chargers were oh. 30th at 138.9. So, Staley, you got to figure that out. Telesco, you better figure it out or you're going to lose your job. Giants fans, you were 25th in the league against the run at 129. A random pick. Oh. I, 
wonder why. <laughs> but the top person rushing does. defense in the league, Matt, I don't know if you guessed yet. Uh, it is the like Ravens. Okay. Uh, 84 and a half yards per game on the ground. Funny and to then, guess Browns, and it's another AFC, AFC North. Team. Yeah, the top three were Ravens, Titans, Bucks. Titans and Bucks, obviously, both playoff teams. So if you can stop the run, uh, you got a chance. Top teams against the pass in terms of yards per game. Um, I'll give you the worst team in the league. Guess who it is? It's the Ravens. You can't stop the pass. Uh, you stop the run. So there you go. The best against the run. They're the worst against the pass. Uh, Giants fans, you guys were middle of the pack, 15th. At 225.8. Chargers fans, you were kind of middle of the pack as well. 12th at 221.2. The uh, the top two teams against the pass are playing against each other in the playoffs. They were also the top two scoring defenses in the league. The Bills, number one, at 163 yards per game uh, in the air. Patriots, number two. Uh, so there you go. Had if, you stop, if you stop the pass and you don't give up points, your defense is going to get you to the playoffs. That's what you say. So the Bills had the best in terms of points given up and had the best in terms of pass defense. That's right. Correlation. There you go. So you, that that just lets you know that uh, points, po- uh, points you gotta run the ball through in the, the air. you got to throw the ball to score points in this league. That's what we've learned. Alex has been preaching it about the Giants for years now. Uh, as far as offense, the uh, the top scoring offense we mentioned already was the Cowboys. Uh, the top rushing offense, would you like to take a guess at the top rushing offense in the league? Uh, Alex absolutely hates this team with every hair on his head. Yeah. Philly. It is. It's the Eagles at 159.7 yards per game. They are number one. They could have passed. Yeah, the quarterback definitely factors into that as well, for sure. Um, the worst team in the league, Houston Texans at 83.6 yards per game, but that's okay. Chargers fans, Rex Burkhead ran all over you. Uh, Giants finished 24th in the league against the run at 99.3. Chargers finished 21st, um, in the league in rushing yardage on offense at 107.9. So Chargers and Giants, uh, towards the bottom of the league in terms of offensive rushing yards. Offensive passing yards, boys, the teams that can move the ball and score points. Who do you think is the top passing offense in the league? The Bucks. It is the Bucks. 307.6. The uh, worst passing team in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints at 187.4 yards per game. The Giants were 31st, barely better than the Saints at 188.0. The Saints do not have a quarterback. The Giants need to find one. The Chargers were second in the NFL in passing yards at 282.4 yards per game. The, Char- the Chargers could throw it and they could score. They couldn't stop the run and they couldn't stop anybody else from scoring. And that's why they're sitting at home just like us Stooges. So that is some of the team rankings as we have discussed thus far. If you've got a top 10 quarterback and a top scoring defense in the league, um, you're going to be a playoff team and you're probably going to make a Super Bowl run. So once again, who does that mean watch out for? It means watch out for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Buffalo and the Buffalo Bills. Yep. So that all being said, boys, let's get into these games. Finally, we can talk about the matchups here. There's two on Saturday three on Sunday, and now for the first time, one on Monday. So it is super wild card weekend. We will start with the Saturday games. The first one is 4.30. It is Raiders-Bengals in Cincinnati. The Bengals minus 5.5. The over-under is 48.5. Who do you boys see winning this game, and what's the reason? So – Hold on. So, okay, my prediction. I already did my predictions for the the postseason. And yes, I, I know. You, we already know you've got the Rams winning the Super Bowl, but we still want you to pick these other games. Some of those teams aren't in the playoffs. Well, that's not our problem. I mean, it's okay. I mean, you got the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Who'd you have them beating? 
I had I had them beating the Bills. Oh, so you still got the Rams and the Bills, so you're all right. Yeah. All right. Dude, just make a pick, not pre these, these picks don't go towards our picks. This is just who you think's gonna win. I mean, we know eventually you're gonna pick the Bills and the Rams to go to the whole thing, but you can still pick these other ones anyway. I suppose. I mean, you, you don't have to pick. I I think the Bengals are going to hold yeah. serve and win on the road. I think the Raiders just played their playoff game um, and 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 got fortunate enough to win it. I I think that all of their luck has run out. Their mojo's run out. Their their Madden uh, football god uh, blessings have run out. I think Joey uh, Joey Ball game is gonna is gonna put up points, and I don't think the Raiders are going to score enough. The spread's five and a half. Depending on what you really think, I mean, you could take it at five and a half. You can um, you can add it up to six and a half if you think the Bengals are going to win by a touchdown. You can bet it down to three and a half if you want to just remove the uh, the two points uh, default that the home team gets. So I'm taking the Bengals. I think they're going to win, um, and I do think the under of forty eight and a half will also hit. Yeah, I mean, look, I think- Joey Burrow. There you go. So Matt likes the Bengals as well. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, they're clicking. Uh, I just, it's the same thing. Unfortunately, we have some a lot of similar uh, theories about playoff football. Yeah, Raiders already played a playoff game and barely won. I don't think you can keep that going the way they played. It's just it's tough to replicate that. And the Bengals are just clicking a little bit more. There you go, Alex. You like the Bengals? I know you like Jamar Chase as your offensive rookie of the year. You think yeah. he, he? You think he makes a splash in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he comes out and just kicks ass like he's been doing all season long. I I know the Raiders are going to be preparing for him, so I, he could end up with you know two man coverage. I I don't know how that's going to work because most teams all freaking season were two manning Jamar Chase and he still got open. So yeah, still didn't work. You're right. All right, well, we and, all like we all like the Bengals to at least survive in advance one more week. Uh, the other one, the late one on Saturday, the eight fifteen kick is the uh, the third matchup of the season between two division rivals. The Patriots go to Orchard Park, New York, to face Bills Mafia. The uh, the temperature is going to be two degrees. Uh, Bills fans will not wear shirts. It will be great. Right now, it's Bills minus four. The over under is forty four. These two teams have split the regular season. Uh, both of the road teams winning, believe it or not. Um, it's not supposed to be terribly windy in Buffalo like it was the last time these two teams played here when the Patriots only threw the ball three times. So if um, if the Bills can play their normal style um, like Josh Allen uh, did in Foxborough, I like the Bills to protect their turf. I, I think this, the Patriots have been – I mean, obviously, they, they're a good football team. They won double-digit games, but I think they've been a lot more up and down, and I think you're seeing the, the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones just starting to come out a little bit. Buffalo's been there now a couple of years, you know, um, so they're not exactly, you know, a fluke team anymore. I like the Bills in this one. I think that um, it's going to be close, so if you're betting it, you can take – I would take the Patriots plus the four because I could see the Bills only squeaking this one out by, you know, two points or whatever. Uh, I like the under on 44. Both of these defenses could really come to play, and it could be like a, you know, 1917 type of game. So either way, I'm taking the Bills to win. Circle the wagons, survive in advance. Yeah. Um, the The only thing I want to put into what you just said, um, I, I know it's not supposed to be too windy. Obviously, those conditions can change. The snow could get worse. Um, if it ends up coming down to a run game again, then you'll see Patriots probably squeak out with a win. Not by much. Maybe by could a- be, yeah. Um, because they just got a better run game than the Bills do. However, I, I'm, I'm still going to go with my gut. I'm going with the Bills. All right. Matt, are you circling the wagons? You've been You've been a Josh Allen guy. Yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of him for a long time. I think maybe this is the year that things kind of click a little bit. Yeah. I'll just bring up a good point, though. They're going to have to find a way to rush the ball. They are, yeah. Effective. Especially because these are the two top passing defenses in the league. So something's got to give. you got to find something. Yeah, well, I mean, we just know in the playoffs you're going to have to run the ball. Yeah, we, we've we seen it every every year a team makes a run. 
It's because they can run it and they can stop the run. We'll see. You're one of the few people who, who thought Josh Allen was going to be the best QB coming out of that draft. So far, he has been. Yes, sir. Uh, Sunday, it is Eagles and Bucks at 1 o'clock oh. in Tampa. Um, it's going to be rainy and windy. Um, right now, it's Bucks minus 8.5 over under 46. The Bucks are getting Leonard Fournette back. I think, um, I think that the key to the game um, is going to be – the running attack of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts not fumbling or turning the ball over. The Bucks' rush defense is very, very good, um, but the Eagles can come at you multiple different ways in their run game, so I think that'll, that'll be to their advantage. It's not just, you know, tackle the running back. It's also look at the quarterback, look at the wide receivers like Quez Watkins and Devonta Smith on the sweeps, those kind of things. All that being said, though, there's no way in hell I'm betting against Brady. Um, so I'm taking the Bucks to win. The over-under is 46. I know I said rainy and windy, um, so I, w- I would play the under as well if it's me. I don't like the 8.5. I think the Eagles are, might keep it a little, bit, um, a little bit closer than that, so I would potentially bet the alternate line on Bucks minus 6.5 maybe if you think they're going to win by – a touchdown. Um, if you don't, if you can't go to bed sleeping at night knowing that you um, you bet on the you bet on the Eagles and the Bucks covered, you might want to bet the Eagles up to maybe plus you know ten and a half or even thirteen and a half um, if you're going to side with the Eagles. Um, but I would sleep better knowing that I bet the Bucks. And if they didn't cover, it's okay. If I bet the Eagles and the Bucks covered, I would not be a happy camper. All that being said, though, I'm taking TB12. Um, to win the game. I think Fournette coming back definitely helps the uh, balance out the offense. And we all know that there's a special kind of Mickey Mouse magic between Brady and Gronkowski come playoff time. Yep. I'm not going to pick Philly ever. <laughs> all right, so Alex has got the Bucks in a no-brainer. Matt, where are you going? Yeah, um, while I do agree that I think the Eagles can maybe pretend to keep this game fun and interesting, I just don't think – actually, no. For some reason, something tells me Eagles will somehow keep this game freaking interesting because they will yeah. be able to throw the ball no, like, and control the ground game. I just don't think that they'll be able to come up in the spots at the points where they'll give the ball to Brady and Brady will be able to just get touchdowns. So, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. Yep, over under 46. But I do see Brady taking this one. I'm all right, so you like, no we all like the Bucks So far, we all like the Bengals. My dad likes the Bengals. We all like the Bills. My dad likes the Bills. We all like the Bucks. My dad likes the Bucks. So right now, we're all chalk. This uh, 4.30 Sunday game, 49ers-Cowboys in Jerry World. Right now, it's Cowboys minus three. Over-under is 51. Um, I'll tell you this right now. People think, oh, over-under 51. These defenses are going to show up to play. I'm just telling you that right now, that both of these teams' defenses are going to show up to play. Um, if I'm if I'm picking this one right here, uh, there's one team that I trust to win a big game more than the other, and that's the 49ers. I'm picking the 49ers, not just the plus three. I'm picking them at the money line, and I'm taking the under on 51. Um, we've already seen – the Cowboys in all of their games this season that were dubbed big games, important games, all they didn't win a single fucking one of them. The 49ers had to win a, last week on the road against the Rams. And guess what? Shanahan ate McVay's lunch again. He knows he knows how to win these games. The Cowboys, that star is the universal symbol for choking hazard. I'm taking the Niners to win, and I would bet the under 51. Do I need to say anything? Uh, look, I. <laughs> Alex likes the 49ers. He likes Devo Samuel as a do it all weapon. I mean, trust Garoppolo. Listen, Devo Samuel's number two in the NFL in yards after the catch behind Cooper Cup in, in a one one notch above Jamar. Bro, he's a great, he's a great X Factor player. Uh, 
He was never that good at South Carolina. Not knowing the NFC seeding, I originally had the Cowboys pick, but seeing what the 40 last week cost me the win over Matt against the Rams. <laughs> yep. Rams off this tissue paper. This team is legit. I know yeah. worried because Garoppolo was limited this week. I honestly think that this just a keep him fresh because it was such a brutal game this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think Jimmy will make plenty of plays. Yeah, so I, I I'm fine with it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my I, I my original my my initial thought on this was gonna be the Cowboys. Um but I am I am gonna go ahead and say that the 49ers are are gonna be pulling it out because it's choke city and you might see McCarthy gone after this loss. Yeah, I'll say this too. The Cowboys are gonna use Micah Parsons to try to eliminate Debo Samuel. George Kittle is going to have a monster game. And watch out for Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings making plays because although Trayvon Diggs may have had 11 interceptions, like I mentioned, he also has given up the most receiving yards against in the NFL. Matt, who are you picking, Niners, Cowboys? I actually have a different take, so I'm actually kind of stoked that at least we all have something a little different to add to this finally. There you go. are so on with the same exact reasons. I got 49ers. Okay. Because I followed the bandwagon of assuming the Cowboys are going to choke. Well, we all agree with that. But, weirdly enough, I think the biggest X factor of this game, you kind of called it out, but it's the reason why I'm picking them. I think the 49ers are actually going to end up playing incredible defense and are going to stifle that Cowboys offense so much to the point that it's not even – like you're not really going to see a a huge, huge offensive production in this game because I think the 49ers aren't going to need to. Yeah, and they'll, they'll, their their defensive line keeps coming at you. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, Javon Kinlaw, if Arden you, Key. Well, I think honestly, I see them winning like a twenty-one to ten game. Dak Dak Prescott is having trouble throwing on the run. Once he gets pushed out of that pocket, everything starts to fall apart, and oh, yeah. which is insane because he's got rushing yards and touchdowns and had five thousand yards. You'd have to assume he got them somewhere moving. Way. That extended run game with the running gags, right? You you take that out entirely, equation, right? It it all hard for him because now he doesn't have that run game to rely on, so that he could use his own legs. Yeah, so, it's it's gonna be about. I mean, listen, there's tons of if we if we had tons of hours, we could dissect each and every one of these games, you know, to the to the T. But this one is probably gonna be one of the more fascinating ones, I think, to watch um, because. For the other fact that the this next one, the Sunday nighter at eight fifteen, Steelers Chiefs. As much as I don't want it to happen, and it's a great story that Tomlin's gotten this team into the playoffs and Roethlisberger's, you know, farewell tour. The Chiefs are going to absolutely boat race the Steelers in this game. Pittsburgh's not going to. I mean, they just played three weeks ago, and the Steelers were down by thirty points going into the fourth quarter. Um, the Chiefs are going to be full steam ahead. Right now, it's Chiefs minus 12 and a half over under is 46. I mean, yes, it's a lot of points, but I'm telling you right now, do not be surprised if the Chiefs are up 14 to nothing quick. I mean, we saw last year, you know, how things can completely get out of control in a, in a, in a game um, involving the Steelers. So, listen, I don't want the Chiefs to win. I love the Steelers win this game, but there's no way that's happening. I'm picking the Chiefs to win, um, but I do think that the under of 46 will hit because I honestly don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be game um, going up against that Chiefs' defense. Chris Jones back on the defensive line. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, out there in the secondary. The Steelers' O-line has been, uh, I mean, one of the five worst in the league. And if Ben Roethlisberger is just throwing three-yard slants to Deontay Johnson all game, they're not going to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I really don't have much to say to that. Um, I've got the Chiefs in any situation over any team in in this, except maybe the Bucks and the Rams. Um, well, they're they're going to play the Bills. They're not going to face those two unless oh, they're I, I, Super Bowl. Say, you don't have them in the Super Bowl. Scenario is like there's only two teams that I would legitimately pick that would just stop them out. You know, um, yeah. I, you know, the Bills would be a tough game for them. Um, sure. But I, I've got the Chiefs. I, look, I know everybody was like, oh, the Steelers are making a comeback after last season. Ben's no. 
ride it out on top. I'm sorry. No. This team this team tied with the Lions. Yeah, not Hey, you guys got in on a fluke. You're going to go out in the first round. Yeah. Matt, where are you going here? You uh steel curtain or you Kansas City barbecue? So as much as I hate the Steelers. Yeah, we know. I I'm not a fan. Never have been. They're plus 530 on the money line. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um Yeah, for a playoff team. Yeah. As much as I hate the Steelers, and as much as it's weird for me to make these comments because I'm sure it's going to throw people off if they know me, respect the fuck out of Tomlin. And I think it's awesome and it's impressive, and I'm actually cool to see it. And I got to give Ben a little bit of credit. You know what? Came out and did what he needed to do and look at it. We knew it was going to be a quote-unquote curtain call. With that said, I think it's going to be an embarrassment. I think the Chiefs' offense is finally clicking, and it's, of course, the perfect time. Way to go, Andy Reid, somehow. Asshole. Um, He's been eating cheesesteaks behind everybody's back. Like, of course, somehow, the offense that we all were like, should have been really good and can't get it together, somehow, miraculously, gets it together at the right time of the year. Yep. And, yeah, Chiefs agree. They're they're just going to smoke the Steelers. All right, so uh, we're all on the Chiefs there. No surprise. Uh, this last one, um, we know that Alex is picking the Rams because uh, he's got them winning the Super Bowl, but this is Cardinals-Rams round three. Uh, it's out in SoFi, out in Inglewood. Right now it's Rams minus four. The over-under is 49 and a half. Um, this, one, this one's going to be tough because I'll be honest with you, as much as um, these teams have won this year, you still really don't know what you're going to get. Um, and I and I mean that more so out of – both of these teams have quarterbacks that can make every throw and make any play, but they also can make that throw where you're like, what are you doing? Um, Stafford has thrown a lot of interceptions lately. Kyler Murray hasn't been on his A game. Um, obviously, he just got out by Russell Wilson. Um, the last game of the season. This one is the toughest one for me to pick and to handicap. Uh, like I said, it's Rams minus four, which, you know, with the way that the Vegas books do it is technically a uh, two-point home point advantage. So it's really Rams minus two um, if you want to look at look at it that way. Over-under is 49 and a half. Uh, people are thinking lots of points in this game. Uh, just like I said with the 49ers and Cowboys, I think the defenses show up in this game again. I think that, um, you know, Ramsey and Aaron Darnold, um, Aaron Donald and, you know, Von Miller on the Rams D, I think those stars come out and make plays uh, and frustrate Kyler Murray. On the Cardinals side, I think on defense, I think Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt and Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker, I think those guys um, come out and make plays. I'm going to say this. Cooper Cup's going to be the difference in this game because I don't think the Cardinals are going to have any one player to cover that guy. Do not be surprised if Stafford has, you know, two interceptions but three touchdowns and two of them go to Cooper Cup and he catches like 12 passes in this game. I'm going to pick the Rams to win. Uh, I think that they're going to get enough of a running game out of Sony Michel and Cam Akers. And I think that their rush defense will um, will be stout enough to stop, you know, James Conner um, and and Gus Edwards. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I don't like them to cover the four. I think this is going to be like 23-20 or 23-21. So I would actually take uh, either the Cardinals plus the four or I'd take the alternate and put Rams minus two, either – Whatever way you like it, if you rather have your money on the Rams or if you rather have your money on the Cardinals, either way, that's just my thought process. Um, but I, I am going to pick the Rams to win. They are one of only three teams in the playoffs that did not lose a game in the regular season to a team with a losing record. Um, so that means that the Rams don't lose to bad football teams. Um, I know the Cardinals aren't a bad football team and that one of their losses is to the Cardinals. Um, but only the Patriots, the Bills, and the Rams are playoff teams that have not lost to a team with a losing record. So they don't play down to their competition. I think the Rams and McVay are uh, salty as fuck that they just lost and choked one away. 
um, and I think that they're going to be ready to go. So I'm taking the soft Los Angeles Rams. How dare you, sir? They are soft. They are soft, man. They're, they can win this game because the Cardinals are not physical, but the Rams are soft as freaking Charmin. Dude, tissue paper, bro. They are. They're a soft football team. I got the Rams. I ain't going to say nothing else to it. I know. I know. You're riding them to win in their home stadium and hoist the Lombardi. I got it. Matt, where are you going? You going with the desert birds or are you going with the sheep? This game sucks. I don't like any bit of this game. This is the Monday night or two. You got to wait all day. Well, I won't be able to watch it. Yeah. Welcome to my shitty life. Yeah, you're going to miss out. That's true. I have to record it and listen to everybody talk about it. Yep. I will be recording it, though, and I definitely will. Blown up. Your phone will be blown up. Yeah, we'll be watching. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm going to have to silence this freaking... Alex is going to text you every time Cooper Cup makes a catch. Yep. Well, he'll do it as if I'm, like, rooting against him. <laughs> Problem are you is- going with Kyler or are you going with Matty Stafford to finally win a playoff game? My thing is, is I am a huge Kyler Murray fan, but I have also been on the Matt Stafford bandwagon for far too long, and it's pathetic. And I need him to finally do fucking something. I mean, you've liked him ever since he was at Georgia. <laughs> I know. I need him to finally fucking do something. So, as much well, as... I mean, this is the reason why the Rams brought him in and made the trade for Von Miller and Odell Beckham. It's to win these next four games. Yeah, I think the Rams are definitely on track. I, I, the Beckham thing is what pisses me off because, of course, as soon as, you know, I can root for the Rams and Stafford, you know, I... Let's get back to the mix. Um, I, I'm not going to let it clout football. I think the Cardinals are legit. I think they may actually be, in a way, a better team. I just don't think they always show up as a better team. And I think they've got more holes um, in, of inconsistency. And I think uh, I think it's going to be hard to beat McVay with another trip to the playoffs. And he's actually got a quarterback this time. So, I got mm-hmm. Matt Stafford. All right, we all have the Rams. My dad's the only one picking the Desert Birds there, but it's it's gonna be a good uh, a good playoff weekend, super wild card weekend as they're dubbing it now uh, because of the uh, extra game on Monday night, three on Sunday, two on Saturday. If you like football, um, it's, it's gonna be a great weekend. If you don't have, you know, a horse in the race, it sucks and it's not the same. Um, I speak for all the three stooges on this show. We don't have a horse in the race and it does suck. Um, if you do have a team playing, you know, best of luck to your team. You know, we, we wish you, uh, you know, good fortune, uh, politely, even if we're not rooting for your team or if we didn't pick your team, but regardless, it's going to be a good weekend of NFL football. I mean, you know, this is probably one of the best football weekends of the year because usually it's, it's good matchups. If, if your team's playing, then it's even better. Um, but, you know, it's not a full slate, obviously, but you got you still got three straight days of NFL football and their playoff games, so everything matters, and usually the matchups are pretty good. So I'm looking forward to it. I know Matt and Alex are looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody who listens to the show, um, you know, you guys are looking forward to it. Hopefully you enjoy. And uh, – when you hear us next week, we'll be recapping uh, what went down and previewing who's still alive in the tournament. So for Alex and Matt and myself, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we will see you next week.